Hey everybody, this is Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development and it's our privilege to have with us Misha Kenich, who has a, a large experience in emergency response and disaster response. So just delighted to have you with us, Misha. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Um, I'm, I'm glad, glad to be uh, with you. I think it's great that you're here because we love to have people who have large international experience and have done a range of different things in different organizations, just so that our, our future students and our current students and emergency managers can understand how big of an opportunity it is to travel the world and to make a meaningful difference. So why don't you tell us, Misho, about some of the things you've done in your career thus far? Well, thank you again for, for inviting me and I would like to greet all of the audience as well. So what I can say about myself, uh, yeah, I'm Misha Kenich and I'm, I'm coming from Bosnia and Herzegovina. And I believe I gained some of the experience uh, in the crisis, uh, working on several crises and emergencies over uh, 16 to 17 years, I was working in some ways and was linked to, to these emergencies as well. So uh, since my early childhood, I was I was really uh, interested in this like uh, uh, wow. crisis management and then how to solve some some of the issues uh, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, because like when I, when I was nine years old, uh, if some of your audience uh, maybe remember, we had a war. Uh, in Bosnia and Herzegovina that lasted for four years. Mm. And uh, this war really created and left devastating consequences for, for many families, including mine. Uh, and such a destructive disaster uh, brought so many underlying uh, issues and as well cascading uh, disasters. We can look right. at it as, as uh, uh, displacement of people, uh, migrations, uh, and at the same time you're having a lack of medicine, water, uh, food, and, mm. and other basic uh, needs. A lot of people with, with just basic needs uh, for, for uh, have normal life, life conditions. And all of this, of course, created uh, huge disasters. And all of these problems in some sense like uh, shaped my future career goals and I was totally committed on, on working on mitigating, uh, preparing, uh, responding and, and recovering for any kind of human made or, or other disasters. Mm. And regarding my work, mm -hmm. I was uh, involved in work of many and several uh, UN agencies such as UNICEF, UNDP, UNV, and most recent Save the Children, where I was working as a emergency supply chain coordinator uh, on several projects, uh, over 13 projects at, 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 at Save the Children International uh, in, in Northwest Balkans. Michelle, I wanted to ask, you come from a background of of being a young person in a disaster area during a war, during a crisis. How do you think that has formed the way that you think and the way that you think that might be different to other people like myself? I, I would have never been through a disaster in my home country and my perspective might be different. Uh, I mean, uh, to grow up in, in the surrounding, such as destructive surrounding, uh, where, where you, uh, of course, can have impact on people. But uh, I believe 
at least based on my experience, uh, that, that human beings are having such a fascinating ability to overcome uh, hardship caused by disasters. And uh, we also have uh, such unique uh, capability to learn from them. Also, uh, with the disasters on the rise due to climate change or, or through like some um, as, as well, which is impacted by human behavior on, on the planet, mm. uh, our ability to learn from those uh, lessons uh, from previous disasters and experiences going through them uh, is as well most important than ever. So, it, of course, yeah. it was difficult to go through those uh, uh, experiences, but uh, there lays an opportunity to to, uh, to, to get back uh, stronger and get to, to, to uh, provide and share your knowledge uh, in order maybe for, for the new generations to, to prevent such a, such a uh, crisis. You just mentioned that um, seeing a difficulty is providing an opportunity and I had the privilege of speaking to someone earlier today who mentioned the same thing in his crisis response and recovery professional career. For you, why don't you share with us some of the experiences where you actually have responded to a disaster and some of the things that you've learned along the way? Well, like uh... I mentioned several UN agencies that saved the children where I was working. Uh, some of some of the crises I was working on is like we had uh, devastating floods uh, 2014 in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and Bosnia and Herzegovina is relatively small country, uh, developing country, uh, with just something near 3.5 million citizens regarding uh, the last census we had several years ago and uh, 2014 we had uh, out of uh, we had uh, affected 610,000 people out of 3.5 million which was like uh, pretty insane uh, mm. many people nowadays are mentioning uh, that that we are those are kind of floods are natural disasters like even recent in in, in Midwest area in America we had like devastating tornadoes and all of the people and like uh, international community and and uh, people that are in in, uh, in in this area are speaking about the term of of uh, natural disaster I believe and and uh, uh, this is incorrect and misleading. I was, uh, I have to mention that I was truly happy uh, to be um, on the program of Northumbria University on disaster and, uh, management and sustainable development and to be lectured by one of the uh, uh, professors, uh, Phil O'Keefe. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away recently, but he left us uh, uh, some um, uh, knowledge uh, to, to question and to have a critical uh, thinking uh, about something that I would like as well to share now uh, regarding the term of natural disaster. So why, uh, if we really recognize and accept the standard definition of, of, of disaster as a serious disruption of functionality of the society at any scale due to hazardous events, uh, interacting with conditions of exposure, vulnerability and capacity, we must consider human involvement at the core of the event. Mm. So hazard will only become a disaster uh, should it impact uh, the works, workings of the society 
or, or, or the community. Disaster can only happen, of course, where disaster exists. And usually they are often <laughs> positioned there, uh, uh, often historic and, and often made by elites uh, in, and, and people and elites in, in position of power. Economic planning uh, and other socioeconomic decisions that, that will alter their vulnerability to the hazard and, and climate change, uh, how the hazard, hazard impact them. So I believe, therefore, that disaster is 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 uh, that the the disaster is natural is wrong. Uh, like maybe that's even worse. It, it can mislead people to think that devastating results are inevitable, out of control, and they are simply part of natural processes. There are many many uh, terminology that we are using at the moment that are, I believe, as well incorrect. Like, for example, even man-made disaster, like it's, 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 mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's human-made disaster. So like uh, regarding the natural, like we have to take the, the naturalness out of the, 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 the disaster. Like there, there are uh, some article uh, from, the art, uh, from my distinguished professor, Phil O'Keefe uh, done Way long ago, like in, in 70, end of 70s, where he mentioned even in Guatemala earthquake uh, uh, that affected uh, 1976, and that uh, the, because there was like also in inequality and like uh, the, the that the, some peasants in Guatemala didn't call it. Uh, earthquake, they call it class quake, class quake, class quake, uh, because uh, the rich people were fine, they had good uh, accommodation, resilient, right. but the poor didn't. So <clears throat> in this in this aspect, we, you could call it maybe social, economic disaster, or even political disaster, because everything comes back, uh, everything is related to, to the politic. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, everything and, and uh, what's going on in the world, like and uh, how we are structuring our society, is a political is and always will be a political question. So I'm sorry, maybe I went too wide, but like uh, uh, like you, you can maybe ask me again <laughs> about the same question if I if I didn't answer it well. Yeah, maybe some specific examples of. Um responses that you've been involved in, particular responses and things that you've learned from that experience. Because I'm particularly mindful that aspiring emergency managers, people who may wish to do what you do, you know, what do they need to learn? What do they need to build into their experience to be successful? Maybe for, for new students, uh, like, we are having a lot of people who would like that are going into this like with with good cause that they want to change the world that they, they want to tackle really some really important things in uh, yeah. as, as uh, climate change like disasters uh, to 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 provide their contribution and that's really great but uh, something I was learning on my university it helped me uh, to to um, uh, be maybe more critical about uh, some of the literature that we have at the moment, and and uh, provided me with tools how to uh, find some uh, truth. Uh, 
re related like where to find peer-reviewed articles, where to find many sources to find about, to, to create the true, uh, your own true and uh, evidence-based uh, uh, research. But when you come to the, on the field, you're gonna realize that, that it's not, nothing is so easy, like that you have to form uh, and work as a team member because you depend on the team, you depend on the people on the field, you depend because like in the field, you're gonna have like stressful environment, working long hours, uh, uh, having diverse team that sometimes uh, uh, has to improve uh, uh, certain functionalities uh, of the working in the mm. pretty stress environment. Yeah. Uh, I can mention, for example, recent uh, uh, COVID-19 response uh, while I was working for Save the Children International in the Northwest Balkans. Uh, I mean, everyone is aware that uh, first of all, it was the COVID, when, when COVID, COVID pandemic started, it was such impact on everyone. It was such a shock. Uh, on the local level, from the people, government, uh, and globally, all countries were, were in the same problem. Mm. Uh, the markets were closed and sourcing of goods and, and uh, services were difficult. And in that order, it was uh, hard uh, to, to uh, have business continuity. At the same time, Save the Children was working on improving education, as education is one of fundamentals of economic growth. And of course, absolutely was important for the case of Bosnia and Herzegovina as the country just uh, uh, still uh, in post-war period, rebuilding and, and uh, mm. building back better uh, out of uh, and solving all these consequences left of the war. So, and at the same time, we had the migrant crisis in Bosnia and Herzegovina, where you have like thousands and thousands of people crossing Bosnia and need basic uh, necessities. So I mentioned at the beginning, it was really difficult because many of the uh, of the countries imposed the ban and restrictions and that as well uh, in, uh, had uh, really big consequences of the supply chain. To have business continuity and all, to work on all these projects that I have mentioned, uh, we needed to supply basic foods for the migrants. We had mm -hmm. the basic necessities for our business continuity in the in the office and in in, in the field to cover logistics, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 as well. Then when with COVID nineteen, you know that we're, they were like really huge shortages of PPE yeah. equipment, and uh, but. Uh, then you are having a real issue where you have like, you have to continue work, you have to provide and, and provide uh, uh, and help vulnerable families, uh, vulnerable mm. people uh, in the field. Uh, so how we, we uh, for us, it was helpful because we were preparing really well through different kinds of scenarios, what could happen if we already had some insights, what could happen? Okay, mm -hmm. let's work through the scenarios. Let's say we're gonna have 2000 migrants uh, in in few months. What we're gonna need? Okay, we're gonna need basic uh, necessities as food, uh, shelters, water, sanitation, uh, PPE equipment. So we were working framework agreements and we were establishing uh, good contacts with all stakeholders in the community, with the government, with distributors, uh, reliable distributors, 
and and uh, that you had really good experience in the past with uh, to, to position you in a sense like we are in humanitarian uh, need and then to put us in a priority but working on the framework agreements as well can emphasize larger quantities of any good which provides you with cost saving at the same time that was our first goal of course was to to accommodate all those needs but as well to have responsible uh, uh, expenditure of the money uh, from the mm -hmm. side of the donors in that way to show our uh, uh, good work because like why we would buy 10 masks when we can buy thousand with the same with the same price so uh, uh, going through the the uh, different scenarios uh, and preparing and creating good plan was essential in in our case to uh, uh, overcome those um, overcome those uh, uh, problems you've said a, name, a number of things i was writing them down as you were speaking and uh, there's a lot of different topics there that people could prepare with or train for i imagine no one can know everything but um, planning with scenarios seems to be important uh, working with suppliers and building a supply chain seems to be important. Um, dealing with stress in diverse teams and teamwork, that seems to be a major important issue. As we close, as we finish up, why don't you share with us what are your plans for the future as you move forward in the sector? Well, um, at, at the moment, I, I, I'm looking for the. I'm at the moment in, in Chicago, Illinois, United States, mm -hmm. uh, where I'm planning to stay, and I'm looking for the for the uh, for the opportunity to work in uh, disaster response and recovery. But like, I'm I'm I have broad experience, and I believe I, I would fit anywhere uh, on any of the four phases of the emergency management, like mitigating, planning. Uh, responding and, and recovering from 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 disaster so but I, I would uh, like to work more closely on the field with the people and I mean I don't mind staying in the office but <laughs> but uh, disaster recovery and response is something I'm really and truly interested for and as well to doing research and being and creating my own critical opinions and then thinking on on certain topics in in our field well Misho Kenyich I really want to thank you for your time and sharing your experience as well as congratulations on finishing your studies as well and wish you all the very best for your future with whatever comes next Thank you. Thank you so much and good luck uh, with your work. I, I really liked your uh, uh, podcasts and, and videos and they, they are such a diverse and great uh, amount of people uh, uh, that are working in the field and I, I find it really, really interesting and, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm following. I'm a fan. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle. And for Thank those you. of you that are watching and you're emergency managers, maybe you're from a different profession or maybe from the military. And uh, as most emergency managers have got, you've got that big binder full of certifications and trainings and courses that you've done and been on. And uh, maybe that doesn't translate to getting you credit into an academic degree or a master's degree if you want to do a graduate degree. But that's why we were established, uard.org or uard.ac.nz. So do reach out to us so we can give you credit, give you recognition for all of your training experience and also your current role 
that you have as well. And we are funded by the VA in America for veterans and active service personnel as well. And we look forward to seeing you again on our next video cast.